Penny University, a podcast with value. Penny University presents 2019 Moments on the Skin. Why do some of us get tattoos? Why does someone want to place a moment on their skin? Something that will always be there, reminding them of an event, a person, or even a thought. Listen as Deborah and Tony discuss what they know from their different sides of the tattoo. Episode 4, Tattooed Ladies. Hey, welcome to Episode 4 of the uh, Moments on the Skin podcast. Thanks for coming in. My name is Deborah Fingston, and I am enjoying this series. I have a few tattoos, but I am joined by, um, I guess, my tattoo artist. That would be, that's crazy. I have a tattoo artist. <laughs> Tony. Yes, and apparently guest host for this series as well. That's right. What did I say? Did I say guest host? You said I'm your tattoo artist. Well, you are. (laughs) Yeah. So, so Tony, where do you tattoo? I work at Hold Fast Tattoo in Prescott, Arizona, downtown Prescott. And I just also want to thank everybody for their support. You guys are awesome. And um, we want to make sure that if they contact us, they contact us at pennyuniversity at protonmail.com. Um, and if you have any questions for Tony, you will answer your, their questions or certainly, yeah, you know, yeah. share comments absolutely if, if they email us or um, they could even walk into Holdfast if you're there, huh? Yep, I'll be in the basement hiding and say, hey, Tony, I've heard the podcast um, and like us, you know, like the podcast, share the podcast, and we'll go from there. Today, I'm totally excited about our episode. It's going to be fantastic. On this episode. We're going to be talking with uh, some women that wear tattoos, Lindsay Parker and Adrian Carey, a.k.a. Halloween, from her roller derby fame. I didn't know whether I should put that. I actually looked you up, and I thought, should we do this? This is cool. Some I'm glad you brought it up. I actually think my name is Holly, yes. This is true. Really? Mm-hmm. It's oh. the alter ego, for yes. sure. And she's also my wife, so... Um, and uh, last week, we had the pleasure of talking with uh, a couple warriors connected to the military about their tattoos. And today, we're just going to be getting the female perspective as to why they're wearing tattoos and uh, the reasons we've all come together. And I want to do a shout out because I think it's totally cool. Not only do um, we all have tattoos, but all of the females here are teachers. It's true. Yeah. Tony, you taught us history, but... <laughs> <laughs> These women are in high school, okay? So maybe we're you guys in could. High well, yes. you are. You guys are in high school, right? But oh, we're in it. You're in it. <laughs> in it. It's it's strange to me how this theme keeps repeating itself in my life because I did so awesome in school. <laughs> did you? To uh-huh. be surrounded by teachers uh-huh. is very ironic, but yes. it's the, the story of my life, I guess. Well, I think it's ironic. I taught for a long time, and. We've is, talked, Lindsay, that it was ironic. Yeah, yeah. I didn't do well in high school, and I found myself back there. So, yes. Maybe karma. Were you, like, super smart in high school, Adrian? I did fairly. Yes, I did well. Oh. Good job. <laughs> okay, good, good job. Girl. I did well. I was in some honors classes, and I really liked oh. math, and was a year ahead in math, and really liked science, and all those things. So, yeah. <sighs> I was not... An honor student. Were you an honor student, Lindsay? I was a part of the National Honor Society, but I was also on an attendance contract every year. <laughs> I was at Prescott High School. Go Badgers. Um, so, yeah, Miss Krumholtz was the advisor, and I was always in her office. Ah. Yes, in here. I cut a, yeah, I cut a lot of classes. So, You, Tony, were you on honors classes? <laughs> <laughs> I, I did well in art. Oh, well, there you go. There you go. <laughs> okay, I also want to say, you know, we're reminding everybody, you know, I'm in my living room. Uh, we just had a fantastic conversation about chickens because I had a bobcat come through and kill my chickens. And today. Today. Yeah, right before everybody got here. So we've had a huge chicken conversation, which probably glad you guys missed out on because it, <laughs> it was pretty ridiculous. Because, Tony, you guys have lost chickens to two. this bobcat. Within the uh, past couple of weeks, we lost two to the same bobcat. Yeah. So I was originally pretty mad, and I was going to set a cage, and then I thought, I don't know if I want to, like, deal with a caged bobcat. So um, all that to be said, we are in my living room, and we're going to be talking about tattoos. So, Lindsay, how many tattoos do you have, or what tattoos do you have? Okay, um, I have five, because I have have a little ring of bees all on one wrist, and I just count that all as one. Um, And I have 
So yeah, so five and or nine I, or nine, <laughs> depending on how you do the math. Yeah, I got them all at the same time, so I guess I could count them all as like one experience. All the bees, all my bees, I got at the same time. So why did you do bees? What's um? So I I'm an English teacher, and my first degree is in English, and then my master's degree is in education. And I was doing a paper, a big research paper at um, college, on Sylvia Plath, and she has all these poems about beekeeping and there's this one called the beekeeper's daughter and there was this line I just always had written up on my bulletin board um, in my kitchen and it was how does it go um are you gonna fact check this or anything no okay no. I'm not gonna be like, <laughs> like I'm trying no I'm paraphrasing but it's like oh unmiraculous woman don't become a honey drudger be no be no drudger or something like that about like not just becoming like, you know, a worker bee about. And so it's like, okay. they're there and I'm not gonna be one of the bees. I've got the bees. So it was just like a, a reminder, I guess. So, yeah. yeah, so that was my, those were my first ones. And I had them done here in Prescott over um, off of Iron Springs by a guy from Chicago named Scott when it was penetration tattoo and then it moved over to a place by Taco Don's and they changed the name to Prescott Tattoo and now I don't think there's any, I think it's a, Pawn shop now. <laughs> Sorry. No. Prescott tattoo was first. That's I worked there. That that I worked okay. there when Jim owned it. So maybe it yeah. was the other. What maybe other it was there first. Yeah. But so they were that's on like, Iron Springs by like the dot where you could wash your own. Yeah, dog. that's where he used to work. Yeah, mm-hmm. so that was where I got it. And I remember I was really nervous because I went in and I was like, I think I was like twenty, and uh, I had called and I talked to um, him on the phone and I said I wanted a B. And when I got there, he had the Mickey's bee, like, drawn out from, like, a can of Mickey's. And I was like, no, no, that's not really what I was thinking. And so I had, like, a book of, like, images from, like, 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 like They you look know, like real bees. Yeah, there's a, the, yeah, so I took in, like, a, a book of, like, naturalist drawings of bees. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is, and he's like, okay, give me some time. And so then he went back, and then he came back, and I was like, yes, not the Mickey's bee. So, you know, yeah. I, do a lot of people, I brought one, I got my flowers, I brought in the real flowers, some people really want that um, accurate look, right? Yes. And I'd rather pull reference from nature as opposed to looking at other people's tattoos or whatever. But I mean, people bring in all sorts of crazy things and we make tattoos out of it. Yeah. So, yeah. But, yeah, I usually try to reference nature. Well, a lot of people get exact. I, I mean, I've noticed like faces and all that type of stuff. Portrait style. Portraits. Realism style tattooing. Yeah. yeah I mean, that's definitely a, a, a popular style. Okay. What else you got? So then in 2007, my favorite author, Kurt Vonnegut, passed away. And um, my favorite book by Vonnegut, again, I'm an English teacher, so a lot of mine have like book references. My um, favorite book is Slaughterhouse-Five or The Children's Crusade. And um, it has the, the transition phrase he uses throughout the book is, so it goes. And then there's always, whenever he, does, you know, whenever he would sign his artwork or his other novels to people, he would always sign things, so it goes. And um, so I got that on the back of my neck. And that was the one I noticed. When, yeah. When you, yeah. Uh, Lindsay and I used to work together, and I was an, another English teacher at the yeah. high school, and I thought, oh, I'm going to like her. Look, she's got this on her. Yeah. I could see it. My neck. It's, I love it, and I sometimes also hate it. Um, I wear my hair up a lot, and it doesn't bother me. Like, I'm, people, you know... But you'll be in line, like at uh, the movies or a concert or, you know, getting a beer or whatever, and everybody's like, oh, so it goes. And you're like, <laughs> yes, it does. I mean, I don't, like, I don't know. You don't have witty cut uh, Yeah, I guess I'm not that clever. Um, so I should, I should work on that. It's been a while. Um, so then the next one I got, I guess, is on my left, like, just above my left ankle. And it's a, I don't think, I, it's not an actual bird. It's a blue bird. Um, and it was kind of done... For, for a couple of reasons, I guess there's it's layered. Um, I had this bird postcard from my mom who's passed away, and I kind of wanted to do something that connected to her. And I wasn't sold on the bird thing. I had some other thoughts, too. Um, I had thought about just getting her nickname or um, a flower from her birth mom. But I, I thought about a couple of, you know, I'd kicked around some different things. Um, there was a really macabre idea my little brother and I both had. She died in her kitchen. This is, I don't know if this is too much for a podcast, okay. no. but she died in her kitchen whilst making a baked potato. And so my little brother and I both thought about getting like baked potato tattoos, <laughs> but my sister-in-law said she like kiboshed that. She's like, you two are too dark and we're not having you walk around the house with baked potato baked tattoos. Potatoes. Yeah. Um, but you know, memory, I mean, that's why I even yeah. have one. Yeah. Is so for a memorial one. Yeah. So, um, 
So I had this postcard and it was just like a little watercolor of a bluebird and I'd been thinking about, you know, like, again, I'd been kicking it around and um, I was reading a book um, by Sherman Alexie um, called You Don't Have to Love Me and it was a memoir um, that he wrote for his mother and his mom and my mom had some similar struggles and so there was this part in the book where he's talking to his um, therapist about how he was in his kitchen the day after his mother died and he watched this bird fly into the window. And then the bird was like stunned and it was just laying on the ground. And then it got up and it like circled around and around and it walked in circles. And I don't know if this is true, but the therapist told him that's the bird like realigning itself with itself. And um, so again, I'm paraphrasing. So for some reason that really, the whole thing like really connected to me. And I knew I had this little card again tacked up on my bulletin board. And so I took it in to Holdfast. And um, it's not exactly, he didn't like, carbon copy it um he took it and like made it his own and he looked at the bees that I had on my wrist and we talked for a while he actually had a couple of different things like there was a bird that was like on a branch and I didn't really like that and so we like kicked around and then this is what he ended up with so Tony you know these all of so far all of Lindsay's tattoos totally mean something to her most people or, or am I wrong? Do most people get tattoos that mean something? And you hear, you must hear freaking amazing stories. That, honestly, that's one of the best parts of the job. I, I, I'm built for that. I'm built for hearing those stories. Um, and it's served me well. But yeah, I mean, people have all sorts of crazy reasons for getting tattooed. And it's, I mean, it's certainly not just memorials. Sometimes people are just doing it for fun. But I mean, um, sometimes it's even my job to connect the imagery with the story they're trying to tell especially when it comes to like Japanese subject matter right. where I'm supposed to be the expert, even though I'm not, I have a ton to learn, you know, I'm learning as we go. But uh, a lot of times there's, there's uh, some sort of profound meaning they want to be symbolized. And then it's my job to find the, the right symbolism for them. That's, that's gotta be some pressure. I mean, I would think, okay, here, I want to memorialize, um, you know, someone I lost as, as Lindsay said, you know, remind of the mom, but I, and I, the baked potato, I think, is kind of funny. Um, you just have to keep it hidden from my sister-in-law. I'd have to put it somewhere. Put it low, it low key. Yeah. But, you know, that's a, kind of a heavy weight. It is. You know? Yeah. I, I mean, I certainly wouldn't want to do memorial tattoos all the time because yeah. you go home with it for sure. And even though, yeah, I mean, it's not like I ever have people that um, bring it to me in a real negative way. It's usually something that's, we do it in sort of a positive way and, and no one's like dumping like super negative energy I mean, or, or right. anything, but it's still heavy. Yeah. You go home with a... I mean, you carry that with you. Yeah. And, and we talked about in one of the previous ones how, um, for me, the, the pain in the blood helped. It almost healed it a It brings it to bit. the surface. Yeah. It, it releases it, actually. You open up that much skin, there's energy coming out of the body. Right. right. Hmm. It's fascinating. And, and you've got, I, I noticed a newer one. Yeah, um, so I have this thing, and I say it to my students, about uh, make your own luck, buy your own flowers. Like, don't, you, you just gotta, you gotta bust your butt for what you want. Well, I also love the saying you used to have, and I notice you don't have a bucket of shit on your arm. I don't, I don't have a bucket of <laughs> like, shit. I do, I do tell my students that, that if somebody pours a bucket of shit on your head, you have two options. You can sit there and complain, or you can take a shower. Yeah. <laughs> so, that would be a but, So I haven't <laughs> noticed a bucket yet. But No, but okay. so it, it's, it's... I'll do that one. That okay. one sounds <laughs> <laughs> It's fingers crossed for good luck, so I have my own luck with me. I don't, I don't need to rely on... I just, I'm going to make it happen, what I want. I'm going to will what I want. Yeah. And that's, so. that's one of the reasons why I really like the fact of having you here is I know that I know some people just do coverage and beautiful for other reasons, and that's cool, but I knew that each one of yours carried, carried a weight. Yeah, I'm not super good. I'm not, this is, I'm not a super good conversationalist, so it's a good way for me to like put out my ideas, I guess, like to have somebody else put them on me, and then I kind of feel like a corkboard. So if that's a, I don't yeah. know, that's, that's how I would describe it. So yeah. I like it that way. So, Adrian, you've been sitting, listening so quietly. Yes. It's amazing. Um, <laughs> We're just waiting my turn. Waiting your turn. That's. <laughs> I, I never do. I talk over people. So. I'm with you there, Deborah. <laughs> what? That you hear me talking over? No. <laughs> no, that he talks I, over people. I've been so told I, I talk quiet. a lot. Oh, hey. Well, <laughs> as I talk over my wife. <laughs> so, you have a. We just laughed in between this little break here. Um, we can't talk about every single one. 
Right. Well, maybe. I mean, if you really wanted to. Yeah, if we really want to. Yeah, really want, hour, yeah I guess. I <laughs> So what are some of the tattoos you have and, and why and what's happening? Um, hmm. Well, I can, do you want to hear a story about my first tattoo? Yeah, okay. yeah. Well, so I, I always wanted to get tattooed, like, since I was young. And back in the day, they used to have magazines, like tattoo magazines. And it was, you know, we didn't really have internet. Right, <laughs> so, right. <laughs> am I supposed to age myself on this podcast? Because I'm going to. So we'd go and get these tattoo magazines, and there's always, show, always these pictures of um, tattoo shows, you know, tattoo conventions. Never thought I'd actually go to one, right? let alone run one. And, um, and you guys do. There's mm-hmm. a tattoo convention here, here in Prescott. In Prescott, yeah. And Tony and I run that one. That's amazing. So, yeah. So we'll have to talk about yeah. that, but let's hear about your first tattoo. <laughs> so I was like super obsessed with tattoos, and my parents were like, you will never get a tattoo, bravo, you know, the whole parent thing, and fine, whatever, you know. So right. I didn't actually get a tattoo until I was 20, I think I was 22 or 23, and I was in Chicago. Um, and I was visiting my friend, and her and I were like, let's go get tattoos. Like, let's do this. Cool. So go to this shop in Chicago. I have no idea what shop it was, um, but I had seen, I saw it in a magazine, like, like years and years and years later. I was like, this is the shop I got tattooed at. At one point in time, we figured out in which Chicago. one it was. And it's actually a good shop, right? And it's still there? It was. I don't know if oh, it okay. is. I mean, I went back to Chicago. That's cool. Um, and so my friend and I picked these dragon tattoos off the wall, um, just uh, just flash. Right. And I got mine done, and then she chickened out. Oh, thanks, Aww. friend. Wait a minute, wait a minute, <laughs> wait a minute. I think, Lindsay, you and I... Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I just didn't... To be fair, I had a lot of papers to grade that week. <laughs> I just didn't I just, do that to you. I just yes. didn't have the time. Yes. Yes, I went back on my own. She did, she oh, did. We God. thought we would go in and do it together. I sat with you for the whole lifetime. You, you were there. I was. You were there. I was there. Very supportive. So you have the dragon. I do. I actually can show little. you the dragon. It's a real oh, little. Oh, it's a little just, one. And it's actually Aww. pretty good. Aww. It's yeah. You know, the lines aren't blown out. And, yeah. and for being on my stomach, and being, I'm not going to say how many years old, right. it's, it's in really good shape. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it wasn't like a friend tattoo or anything. It wasn't like a best friend tattoo. It was just that we were going to get tattooed right. together and we both chose the same thing. And then right. she's like, eh, I'm not going to do it. And when people see you, you're, you're colorful. I, I'm, I'm guessing, I mean, these are called sleeves, correct? Yeah. I mean. Yeah, one for sure and then one on the way. Okay. Maybe. Do a lot of people ask you about them? What What yeah. is people's interaction? And we have talked before <laughs> that funny. Prescott is a pretty tattooed yeah. community. Part of it is, and then the other part is significantly not. Like, we've definitely been, like, especially when we're, we're together, we get sometimes stared at in not the best ways. Uh-huh. And, like, in my brain, I have these, like, conversations with myself, and people are, like, giving us, you know, Stink wonky eye, eyes. And, like, yeah. and I'm like... You have no idea that I have four degrees, two master's degrees. I teach children, you know, and I, yeah. like, go off on all my my own accreditations in my head. Right. Which doesn't do anyone any good. No. <laughs> Not no. even myself, because I get all mad. But then the other half of it is then people are just super interested, too. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like, oh, where'd you get that? Oh, that's a lot of tattoos. Oh, that's really cool. Where did that one come from? Or whatever. Mm-hmm. We're all, not all my tattoos have stories. Like, I can tell stories about some of them. Like, the owl. Like, we, I, I just want an owl on a pumpkin, because I love Halloween. And mm-hmm. Well, there, my derby there's name your is name. Halloween, yeah. right? It's my favorite with a with a spooky moon, and so it's just spookiness of it. Um, but I told Tony, I was like, you have to do the eyes yellow because it's like the eyes from the Owl on Secret of Nim, which was one of my favorite oh, movies I love um, that. Yeah. as a kid. Yeah, or cartoons, whatever you want to yeah. call it. I, I remember it. It was like yeah. had this yeah. flowy cool. <laughs> feathers. <Yep. laughs> so, and the rats even had yellow eyes too, mm-hmm. or at least some of them did. But yeah, it's a so, great book, also. Um, I I read the Rats of Nim to my senior class. She did it aloud during her aloud reading. Yeah, okay, I still I remember that book now. Oh, yeah. it's a great! Oh my book. gosh, I love the movie. Though. Yeah. yeah, the movie followed the book well. Mm-hmm. Did a good job. So yeah, so it really depends. Uh, we went to the Philippines. Oh my gosh, how many years ago was that? At this point, two thousand thirteen. Oh, was that many years ago? Before the convention. So 2013, and it's interesting over there because um, while some of the men may have tattoos, mm-hmm. it's definitely a thing where women do not have tattoos over there, at least in 2013. Maybe it's changed since right. then, but we got a lot of looks, um, especially me, from people in the Philippines while we were huh. there. It's not common for women to have tattoos, and it's it's almost taboo in a sense, but... Um, 
There was a woman tattoo artist there who was from the Philippines, and she was trying to break into the kind of break into oh, the scene yeah. and remember her. Yeah. I don't remember her name, but she was super nice. Um, and be like a woman tattoo artist in the Philippines, which I think was really hard for her. Well, in the in the mountains too, there's the oldest living female mm-hmm. tattooer, and I, she's in her hundreds, and she's mm-hmm. still practic- practicing indigenous style, hand poke tattooing. Right. Um, well, and she's passing it on to her family. When I had a really hard time, this made me think I had a really hard time picking a title for this episode, so I waited till you guys came, and um, the title is the tattooed lady. And that, you know, from like the circus freak, well, you know, it's kind of, a lot of times women are still looked at that. I, I think men, at least at my age group, and I'm older than all of you guys, <laughs> all of you guys could be my children, um, guys are still, it's a little bit still accepted that guys have them. Mm-hmm. But for women, it's a little less accepting. It's, it's a little less accepting. I, I think it's slowly getting there, but still you are looked at differently mm-hmm. by other women, by, by men, by kids, whatever. Yeah, I think that's true. We just, at my school where I teach, we just had a bunch of, not a bunch, but we have a couple of new teachers and one of them is probably, I'm, I don't want to, I'm not ageist at all here, but she's probably closer to your age than my uh-huh. age, Deborah. And she's like, well, I just wouldn't do that because you don't know what your skin's going to look like. I wouldn't, I wouldn't put one of those on because you don't know what you're going to look like when you're like 80. See, and that's I want to cover up that look. <laughs> you know, I, I yeah. tease that when I wave, I should put a flag <laughs> on that arm. So I think, wings. <laughs> I think that's interesting because it's like, you know, and she didn't, one of the other people who I work with is a gentleman and he has on his arm like a boxing squirrel and it wasn't like the, it was more, it felt more like the comment was directed at, but that, like you were talking about the conversations you have in your head, that could have been just, <laughs> no. I could have just been my perception yeah, of the, right. of the comment. So yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But I think there are like, there's probably still, but I think there's probably a stigma for anybody who has one, depending on where you're at. Right. Well, do you think you had mentioned that your parents said you will not get a tattoo? I made her parents cry by tattooing her. Yeah. Her so I, made her I mom cry. hid, so I hid this tattoo on my belly for my mom for Probably the dragon, good, your first one. My first right. one for probably a good... I got away with it for a while. Maybe six months, eight months. Uh-huh. And I think I was like being just weird and like was raising my hands in the air or something. And then I think my shirt lifted up and she saw it. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't... That one wasn't a huge... It's, it's little, right? right so right. she was like, ah, oh, I'm Miha. Like, what, blah, 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 you know, and yelling mm-hmm. at me. And then, um, and then we kept it for my dad for a while. <laughs> and then I decided to get a, another one. <laughs> and this one was on my back. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, this one's pretty much gone at this point because um, I had it removed. But it was a, I called it at the time a punk rock star, you know, like one of those cool nautical stars with like, I thought it was lines, cool at yeah. the time. Don't give me that look, yeah. Tony. Um, well, Andrew and, uh, <laughs> started out with two goofy stars on his um, muscles, on his arms. And I said, isn't that a stripper tattoo? And he looked at me like, Mom, I can't believe you said that. And I'm like, what? What? Right. So, um, and then, so my uncle got married, and I was in the wedding, and so I didn't have a choice as to what to wear, and it was a, like, a little strappy dress. Right. And it's like, oh. So, like, the whole time, and this was before I met Tony, um, I'm, like, you know, trying to put my back to my dad. And like, yeah. And I think my mom had seen it at that point, but my dad hadn't, and I was like, so he saw it actually at my uncle's wedding, like, at the wedding. Oh. Like, with me walking down the aisle. Well, it was a good public location. I know. You were safe. Yes. Yeah. Some people, um. some people plan, how can I publicly do this? You're listening to Penny University, a podcast with value. We hope you find the series fun and interesting. If you would like to share your two cents, contact Deborah or Tony at pennyuniversity at protonmail.com. Thank you for listening. Please rate this series, then share. Now, back to the podcast. Okay, so you pick a perfect public location mm-hmm. to show your dad your first tattoo. Yeah, still tried to hide it from him, yeah. you know, by turning my back. But, uh, I mean, he couldn't really say much because it was already there, and he was just, like, ugh, rolling his rolling eyes, eyes. And he, you know, the whole thing. <laughs> the typical eye roll. Um, and then I think that was it for the ones I hid from them before I met Tony. So, Tony, oh, you no, said that you made her mom 
cry. So what, what's up with that? I'm not going to let that one just drop. I did a big tattoo on her thigh before she had a lot of big tattoos and it caught her off guard and she was apparently upset about it. <laughs> and uh, yeah, yeah, it went that way. Yeah. It what's was probably the, the biggest, it, but, 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 uh, but, can't talk, Betty Page. Okay. <laughs> um, the biggest tattoo I had up to that point. Right. Um, and covered the most space. So, so. what made you pick Betty Page? Uh, just by pinup culture. I, I oh, really right. enjoyed like pinup dresses and right. you know, old cars. And, and so I thought, well, Betty Page, kind of like iconic. So right. we'll get that. And we were at a tattoo convention. Um, was that the first tattoo convention I ever went to? No. No? No. Oh. It was... Okay. Like second or third? Hollywood, Hollywood. 2005. And um, he wanted to enter something in Best of Day. And so we planned to do that and actually ended up winning Best of Day. Oh, wow. With your... Uh That's awesome. I was was on the front-ish. So like you open a magazine and I was like right there on the cover of it um, for that tattoo too. Nice. Yeah, and it was really the kind of the first like portrait like that you would... First color portrait I ever did? Yeah. When yeah. I was dabbling in that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, my mom was kind of sad about that. And then it just kind of continued, and I continued to try to hide things from them, but continued to get tattooed. Um, and then at one point, my mom was like, looks at Tony and is like, I want a tattoo. Your mom has a tattoo now? Really? She does. And I've, Tony, you I've did I've tattooed it? her a couple times. A couple times, yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. She has a little butterfly with a, a cherry branch on her back. And, and her dad, who's a Navy vet, has no tattoos. Uh, has recently propositioned me about getting his forearms tattooed when yeah. he retires. Really? Yeah. Wow. My dad wants a tattoo for my son, Connor. Oh. Um, that wants it to say Connor. Somewhere. I think, and he wants some a dragon. Connor. He wants a dragon. Wants a yeah. Japanese dragon. So now both my parents are like... Looking at it. Tattoo life. What's up? Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, I will say, and I don't... Uh, ladies, Tony, you're not allowed to answer on this, but... Once you get one, it kind of either either you're done. I've got one. I'm done with it. Or it starts this downhill spiral. Maybe <laughs> I, don't I don't know. If it's know. Down, is it down? I don't know. If maybe it's or uphill or. But yeah, I think so. I mean, I have like the next like three in my head like, planned out. So, but I have more space still. So. Yeah. I well, yes and no. I mean, yes for a while, and then I'm at the point where I'm like really don't want to be in that much pain for that long mm-hmm. I think I have a limit of like an hour to two anymore and I haven't been tattooed in three years. three years at this oh, point wow. because I was pregnant had right. Connor and then breastfeeding and you can't tattooed when you're breastfeeding so mm-hmm. you know and why is that I mean it makes sense to my head but yeah well because you know breast milk pulls from blood yes and the tattoo ink goes in your blood and goes through okay. your lymph nodes and it's just safer not to okay I would say it's not that you know I mean, I'm sure some people do. I'm just overly cautious. I'm well, one of those overly cautious I think people. mothers should be overly cautious <laughs> yeah. with certain things. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. Uh, so it's been three years for me, and I haven't even finished my kitsune, which Jack started. And kitsune four years ago, Japanese is, okay. fox with nine tails. Okay. A Japanese fox with nine tails. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, kitsune innately means fox, fox in Japanese, but there's a mythical creature known as kitsune. Oh. And uh, they're shapeshifters. They're always a fox, but they can shapeshift into other forms mm-hmm. as oh. well. And the ones with nine tails are the most uh, powerful, mm-hmm. most mysterious. Uh, and I love horror novels or, or I don't know if you would even call them horror genre, but um, there's a series of books that I love to read and it's all vampires and... So like supernatural. Uh, yeah, like yeah. supernatural-ish. And one of the main characters is a shapeshifter and he's a kitsune. And I just kind of, I was like, that's really cool. Like, I just yeah. like love that, you know, folklore, mystery kind of stuff. So that's why I got that one. Okay. It didn't necessarily mean anything, but I was like, after reading the books, I'm totally getting a kitsune. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I just think I'm, I'm, I'm becoming so fascinated. The part, I don't mind the pain of getting, it's the healing. You know, yeah. after a while. Like the, gnarly, the tightness. The tightness. And the itchy. Yeah. yeah. That, that was like, ugh. She my walked up, around when you had your lighthouse. She walked around our campus at our school with a bag of frozen peas yeah, all day. That's what I did because I think Tony, you said the colder if you keep it cold, the and I had zero problem. Healed well, so yeah. With no, my it looks upper, great. Yeah. The flowers, um, they bugged me more. So a, a lot of it has to do with location, mm-hmm. right? Oh, for sure. So Lindsay, what one hurt the most, or did any of them hurt at all? 
<laughs> I think maybe the first B hurt the most because I just had never done it before. But I, I don't, they don't, like you said, I think that after the, like, I, you know, like, I'm, I'm the kind of person, if I have a mosquito bite, I'll, like, I'll, like, mess with it till it's, like, gone. I'll, like, yeah. just, and you don't want to do that. So, so, so that was, like, that, the was the hard, that was the harder harder. part. Yeah, I think um, I kind of just zone out when they're actually doing it. I don't like to watch. I just, like, kind of go into my head. Oh, see, I think it's less painful if you watch. Oh, really? Also, there That's and stare at it because I feel like it takes Yeah, I just kind of, like, just... <laughs> I, yeah. The last, the last one I had at Hold Fast the Bird. All I can remember from actual actual experience is that right before I had a really good cheeseburger at Park Plaza, <laughs> and then Joe shout did, out to Park Plaza right. there. Um, maybe you could get sponsored. Oh, that would be <laughs> good. Um, and then while while he was doing the tattoo, um, there was a a Joe Rogan podcast on. Is that it? yeah? And so I was just listening to that. Right. And I don't remember really. Oh, the shop. Else. It wasn't me. It was yeah, no, the podcast. It, it, yeah, shop. Yeah, well, I, I never take the reins with the, the music. Yeah, to be fair, it wasn't you. Yeah, no, but that was it was that was what they were talking. It was Joe Rogan. So I just remember listening to that. I don't even remember, like you know. And then then he was like Saran wrapping it up, and I was like, all right. Peace. So the healing process, you know, brought up, you know, that it hurts. It's better to look or not look. That to heal, you don't want to pick the scabs. Cellophane, oh, yeah, ice. Yeah. So, what is the healing process of a tattoo? Keep it clean, leave it alone, a little bit of lotion. <laughs> it's super <laughs> yeah. simple. Stay out of the sun. You know, you don't want to soak it, but quick showers, quick washings are important. Mm-hmm. And leave it alone. That's all you got to do. Well, what's <laughs> funny is you're busier in the summer than in the winter, and really, in an it's better to get tattooed in the winter yeah. Yeah. than it is the summer because everything's covered up and you're not out in the sun and you're not, not trying with to go the swimming. Heat, so you're not trying to go. Yeah. Is it the, yeah. the sun because you've you've like wounded the flesh. Right. Exactly. So I, I, I have to kind of call out a little bit of the elephant in the room. You are a tattoo artist's wife. Yes. So did that help get more or no? Or, I mean, you've seen what I can't even imagine. I, you know, what's that like? Oh, well, I don't get tattooed. Trying to get tattooed by your husband and your tattoo artist's wife is not as easy as it sounds. Is it like the cobbler's kids wears no shoes? No shoes, right. I mean, pretty much. I, especially now, he's so critical about his work, which is a good thing, you know. He's like, I don't want to put anything on you that I'm going to look at later and, you know, not like it or whatever. So um, it's actually challenging. And then time you know, is hard because then he basically doesn't get paid and I have to figure out time to go in. And now having a son, it makes it, you know, even even harder um, to get tattooed. But we have a back piece planned maybe one day, 10 years down the road when our son, well, I promised her we'd get to it. We'll get to it. One day. Well, you know, Um, (laughs) my husband's an electrician and I had two lights hanging in my closet forever because he used the, well, I only needed two more it took me forever to get those lights fixed. Same so, concept, yep. So I'm not surprised, but um, what is it different tattooing your wife? I mean, it's horrible. It's the worst thing ever. Why? Because they act like more of a baby to you <laughs> than they do when they get tattooed by anyone else, and they make you feel bad about hurting them, like way worse than any other person you tattoo. That probably would be really hard because you're like you're the you're the person he doesn't want to hurt. It's no fun hurting your wife, and then. Uh, I'm glad you said that. <laughs> from my perspective, I'm always trying to push forward artistically, so it's not that fun to look at work you've done a while ago that you've moved beyond, you know, from a Ooh, technical standpoint. Even though I love everything that he's ever done, you know, right. even if it's older, like this is my oldest one, you know, from him, um, the second, third tattoo you did, yeah. I think, um, and I, I mean, I still love it, you know, so... You know, your style's changed tremendously, but it, it doesn't mean I don't like it any less. Right. And he doesn't, I don't think he understands that point of view. Well. <laughs> a hard time with that one. While we're talking about the tattoos, um, there'll be a couple pictures of the tattoos we're referring oh to on our Facebook page. <laughs> um, we, I wanted to put them on our landing platform site on Anchor, but I can't seem to um, get pictures there. So please go like our Facebook page, but also... Go check out some of these tattoos we're talking about. So it's hard for you to look at old stuff, Tony? Yeah, for sure. Because 100%. you're super he's, critical? He's is always that pushing it? himself forward and trying to get better. I and mean, he's 
He's more critical of himself than people would ever know. Like, a little insight. He works really hard to better himself all the time um, and look at things and how can he do it different or better or whatever. It's constant. It's constant. Right. So, Every tattoo I, mean, I do walking out the door, I could give you 15 things I'd do differently next yeah. time. But that's how you move forward. If you're not critical of your work, if you're happy with the tattoo you're doing, uh, you're probably not progressing. Is there any tattoo you're comp- that you could say, you know what, I absolutely dug this one so much it was I can say that I'm trying to uh, walk away from each tattoo or each tattoo project knowing that I did the best I could do at that particular time and I can live with that I can sleep with that but uh, I'm trying to push forward so I don't get too hung up on anything I do you know I, I, I look at that I, I can say that I was happy with it uh, at, in the end but I'm always trying to progress beyond that moving forward right so doing that I would say has made like being a tattoo artist wife in that way is I don't I'm not an artist by any means Um, I'm crafty but I'm definitely not an artist and so I I look at I can look at a tattoo and break it down and tell you what's good about it what's not so good about it Mm -hmm. what could have been done differently or better if it's facing the right way or the wrong way Um, and none of that's for me right (laughs) all of that's just listening to him talk and you know talking about tattoos with him and then with the tattoo convention you know looking at artists that we want to bring on board and and looking at their work and, and how good they are and everything. So I definitely have become a little bit more maybe of a tattoo snob of mm-hmm. sorts. and Tattoo nerd, call it that. Okay, tattoo nerd. Um, which is cool because we, you know, I, I have a lot of influence on a lot of younger women. And I've been able to convince a lot of them, one, to wait till they're 18 to get tattooed. And two, to make sure that they're like being really smart about picking their tattoo artists and the things that they want done and how, you know, and, and their space, how they're utilizing the space on their body and, um, you know, just making sure they have good tattoos. Right. <laughs> I well, don't. I like the fact that you said wait till 18. And Tony, we've brought up in a previous episode that you would want your son to wait till they're 18. And at least. At least. <laughs> and um, I was blessed enough with TJ and Andrew. They were very respectful. I said, no, you wait till you're 18. Mm-hmm. And they both did. And you said you were in your 20s. I was 20, yeah. So why eight, you know, why do you think women should wait mm-hmm. and be very careful? So give I me mean, that thought. I'd rather these girls wait till they're in their 20s. I just don't think you make great decisions when you're 18. Like, no matter, I, no matter who you are. Right. <laughs> about anything. I, about anything. Yeah. And I think, um, and it's not that, I mean... And I, you can have bad decision tattoos. That's totally right. fine. But when you have like bad decision tattoo after bad decision tattoo, and then you're just, now you've just messed up your whole skin and you either have to get lasered or Covered. just stay, yeah. you know, or just stay as it is. And I just hate to see like this, these beautiful young women going in and getting, you know, these scratcher tattoos done. Scratcher um, tattoo, I don't... Non-professional tattoos. Non-professional okay. tattoos. So they're okay. friend that... Goes and gets a tattoo gun, they call oh, okay. it, offline or off. Isn't there a store here that sells <laughs> you them? Can or get something? You can get it now. wherever right. you want. And, and then they're tattooing, they do this a lot. They tattoo their friends or they stick and poke. And the stick right. and poke's not the big deal because that stuff pretty much goes away. But um, they, like, kids have readily access available to these m- machines and they use them. Well, I remember so. after I got my lighthouse, a woman at work said, well, how much did that cost? And I told her at the time, and she goes, wow, that's kind of a lot. And I said, well, do you want to go to the cheapest guy? Right. This is going to be on your arm forever. I got a coupon. So yeah, I got it. Yeah. Yeah, I oh, wanted, they were doing a deal. Yeah. You know, and, and she goes, oh, I guess I didn't even think about that. I'm like, yeah, you want to go to, you know, and I'm not saying, Tony, you're, you know, I thought it was totally fine. But when she said that, I thought, well, I don't want to go to the, Circle K right. um, parking lot. Hey, dude, I'll give you this. You know, I don't know. And it's not even, you're not even really paying for the tattoo because if you like break it down to how much, you know, money and ink and needles you spend, it's not a lot. You're paying for the expertise and the experience yes. and the, you know, the thought process and the art, you know, the artistic capability of the artist. Yes. That's what you're paying for. You're paying for their time. Um, and I think people don't sometimes I think, don't think about art that part people, of it. With all art, people like always kind of sometimes like, that have a hard time with that. Like somebody will ask, like, you know, I have friends who like 
or sketch artists or who paint big oil paintings and stuff and people like will ask well how much would it cost for you to do a piece and they'll tell them and like, oh, people that's like so much. that's a lot of money it's yeah. just you you're just drawing right yeah it's a lot of time yeah. isn't that with everything i mean jerry will hear that with the trades of you know what he charges hourly for electrical work wow well it's like you're paying for my from what I know, and yeah. this is what's happening. Knowledge. And then, like you said, the experience, too. Mm-hmm. I think, I mean, I've, everywhere I've gone, I've always felt really super comfortable, but mm-hmm. I've had friends who've gone places before to get, like, work done, and they've been like, it was, it was sketchy, it was icky, you mm-hmm. know, things like that. Are, um, ta- I'm, I'm assuming they're regulated. In Arizona, they're not highly regulated, actually. Oh. Little, little known fact. Uh, in Arizona, it has to be done in a business licensed location, and that license has to be zoned for tattooing, obviously. Um, and then it's up to the, uh, for the local regulation to do whatever they do, um, you know, be it a city or whatever, to do their own regulations, and there's not a ton. I, I mean, honestly, in Arizona, I think... Um, hairstylists are more heavily regulated than we are. Oh wow, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yep. So, but really? but by and large, tattooing huh. is has done a wonderful job of self-regulating. Good, um, good. And anyone that's been around a long time is doing it right. Um, I've been to so- all sorts of meetings and trainings and things, and often I talk over the heads of the professionals as far as aseptic practice and tattooing because they don't live it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's shocking to me, and um, I hope. Uh, the listeners understand I know nothing and so it's I still get surprised every episode by something and it's so layered I didn't even think about that and you know until now how regulated it is I didn't think about um, all of the stuff that goes along um, with this amazing um, art genre Um, you know it's man it's deep too deep, maybe. One of the things that has come up too, again, and one of those facets is the convention. And um, Adrian, you and Tony mentioned that you guys do the Prescott convention. Um, I know I've often thought, oh, I should go. It's in July, though. It seems like on a weekend, I'm never around. <laughs> what tattoo conventions? That's just what is. What the heck is that? Like I said earlier, I never thought I'd go to one, let alone run one um but yeah it's a big gathering where we bring a bunch of people together a bunch of tattoo artists together and they tattoo on site and somehow magically we've made it work for seven years <laughs> at and this point is there competitions or because uh, you had do, mentioned yeah. that tony won when he did oh, your, right. yeah. your legs we so. do uh, there's daily contests that people can enter um whether it be a tattoo done at the fest or just a tattoo that's already done on someone. Mm-hmm. Um, so we do those every day. Like this year we had a band. Uh, they were really cool. The Jazz King. Oh, shoot. Uh, King Copper that's Jazz really, Band. King Copper Jazz Band. They came this year. Um, every year we try to do something a little different. Um, Are there themes or no? Is it just open? No, yeah. You mean for the contest? Yeah. Or? There are like every, there's like Japanese okay. or um, okay. black and white or black and gray portrait, color portrait, you know, yeah, uh, traditional tattoo. So there's different, you know, different categories of each. Um, but yeah, we we weren't sure if Prescott could handle or hold or you know keep something going like this. And um, I think like what you said earlier about there are actually a lot of ta- people with tattoos here. Yeah. Um, and there's magically enough to make a convention work every year. And so. When you say um, local artists come up, do you bring in people from far? Do they come yeah. every, you know? Yeah, so we, well, when we were talking about our Philippine experience earlier, we met a ton of super cool people at that. Con- it was a tattoo convention, actually, that we went for. Um, and a lot of those people still come to our convention that we met there. And so we have had people come from Germany. Um, Fade, who you guys talked about last week, comes yes. from England. Um, and check out Fade's documentary. Yeah. We talked oh about God, it last amazing. week. Yeah. Uh, Tyson. We have somebody named Tyson who comes from um, Australia. Like, bring him from all over mm-hmm. the world. And then also a lot of people from various states in the United States, all the way from New York, Texas. You know, this okay. year, look, we're looking at somebody from Florida. Like, we have, you know. And you went to Albuquerque. When, right, when we it. started doing this podcast, you were in Albuquerque. Right, I go to Albuquerque every year. It's usually the weekend after hours, so it's really hard for me to have to leave town after all that work. Uh, but the 
guy who puts, that on, puts on that convention is actually doing one in Arkansas this year as well. But him and I uh, work each other's shows and help kind of cross-promote. We, we do a lot of cross-promotion with each other's projects. How does the world look at tattooing? Now, you, you said you have gone to the Philippines. You've got... Is the wor- does the world have these? I mean, or is there just certain areas? I don't know. I'm probably the worst person to ask because I'm not that big of a traveler. I've been to the Philippines and Mexico. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> <That's it. laughs> yeah, I mean, same. I haven't traveled that much internationally. Um, I think a lot of uh, Western Europe is probably similar to America. Right. Um, and I don't know a whole lot beyond that. I mean, I think, they, I think Australia's got a great tattoo scene. Um, Germany... Denmark, Sweden, all of them have great tattoo scenes. Uh, Spain and um, Italy. I mean, they all, I mean, I don't know how many people are wearing tattoos, but I see all sorts of tattooers on Instagram posting uh, world-class work every single day from all sorts of places in Europe. I well, mean, Russia has a tattoo scene. I think, I think it's safe to say almost everywhere has a blossoming tattoo scene now. Um, in places like China and Korea, it's been almost uh, illegal well, it's still legal in Japan, actually. Illegal in Japan. Uh, but it was really frowned upon, but they have blossoming tattoo scenes now, too. So what do you mean it's illegal in Japan? It's to- technically illegal to tattoo in Japan. Uh, as the bill is written right now, uh, you need to be a doctor to perform a tattoo. Oh. So tattooing is underground in Japan. Even though there are some street shops, most of it is uh, kind of not, no signage kind of secret society type stuff. And the reason that is, is because of the connection to uh, the Yakuza or organized crime. Oh. Oh, wow. That's, it's still deeply so like, entrenched. So if you were a traveler, you couldn't go over like a destination, or you'd have to know somebody. If you know somebody, you, you can. Could, you could, but you couldn't go over like just and get one, like somebody walking in off the street. Right. Huh. Wow. Well, um, I know we have listeners from around the world. I'm going to do the shout out again uh, to Newfoundland. In the first series, Our Investigation, Our Truth, we had so many people from Newfoundland. I just thought it was bizarre. Um, So, hey, if you guys have a tattoo um, place in your town in Newfoundland, send us a picture. (laughs) I would love that. Sounds Um, good to me. uh, PennyUniversity at ProtonMail.com. Send us, I don't know, some tattoo stories. Maybe we could share them over the next episode or so. A tattoo story. That would be outside of the United States. Mm -hmm. Or I don't know, that's pretty cool. Or if you've had Tony tattooed, <laughs> that would be kind of neat. What are our final thoughts here? I mean, I, I think, like with every episode, Tony, we could just end up talking and talking and talking. But what would be the final thoughts from two women with their tattoos? Um, what do you, what do you, Lindsay, you said you had more that you want to do. Yeah, I have ideas for, for more that I should talk to somebody about. Um, like, like um, you mentioned time, that's the, that's the hard part. I mean, I'm teaching now, so school started, so probably nothing until... Nothing until after Probably nothing until spring break, yeah. But you're, so, you're going to continue yeah. until you're older. Until I'm old and I won't know what I look like at 50 or <laughs> right. 80 or 60 or whatever. Like, I'll just hey, be, 60, now watch it, Okay, girl. all right. Watch um, it, watch So, it. yeah, I'll just be, like, I'll have funny little wrinkly squiggles on me when I'm old, probably. But I'll be okay with that. Yeah, yeah, cover up the... The stretch marks are totally gross. I don't want those even looked at. But, you know, cover up the wrinkles and the, um, the wobbly skin of old age. I'm okay with that. Final thoughts on your tattoos or... I think, I mean, I think it's interesting being a, a young woman thinking about getting tattoos. And, and I think it's less scary now than it was, mm-hmm. you know, even like 10, 20 years ago. Um, I mean, I have two of my students that graduated three years ago that... Well, one of them has a full sleeve. Um, the other one's working on one, and it's like so much younger than you know than I did it. Um, but I think it's I think it's great for them to know who they are and be who they are without fear of repercussions from society as a whole. Right. And I think that's amazing because I know that was one of my biggest fears in getting more tattoos and and getting more coverage was like, what are people going to think of me? Like I worked a job at the, the I worked for CPS and. So I was going to cover everything up that I had at the time, which wasn't a whole lot. Um, and it was just like, well, I just got to be careful because I don't want anyone to, you know, think that a tattoo means I'm not educated. Or, and it's like that relation between the two, which mm-hmm. makes no sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really frustrating. So I, I don't know. It's really cool to see um, these younger women who are just kind of owning, owning their stuff, you know. I think at its best, tattooing 
for women can be empowering. Mm -hmm. I think so too. I, I like so that. Too. I agree. It is for me. Um, I, I think it is. I think it is. Yeah. And being at my age that I am, I remember, you know, talking to some women. I remember when I was, I taught English in high school, um, I could not get a car, I could not get a credit card, I could not get a bank account without my dad's signature. Mm -hmm. I was still of that era. Yep, right. I remember when things, when all Shifted, of a sudden I was yeah, allowed. And I think tattoos are the same thing. I, I believe men and women need to be careful with what they pick and placement on, on their bodies, that type of stuff. But for women, I think it is empowering. Mm -hmm. I think it's, it's, it, it certainly, I don't know if it's empowered me. I'm a, I'm a bit of a bulldog anyway, a field marshal type person. <laughs> um, but I, I love the fact that I'm able to express my thoughts with it. And I think that's what's good for me. When you see women, Tony, come into the shop, what do they, do they feel, do you see that? Or do a lot of girls just come in and say, yeah, just do this? I mean, it's across the spectrum, just like tattooing anybody. But I mean, I, I can honestly say I've seen women become more confident in their bodies wearing tattoos, young women. And, and I think that's awesome. That can't be a bad thing, you know, right. getting tattooed, whether large or small or not, just feeling better about certain parts of the body that they don't feel comfortable with and that sort of thing. Right. So I think that's a super positive thing. So... But be careful. <laughs> right. Yeah, of course. You know, be careful. Yeah, make, make wise choices, you know. Right. M make sure you research your artist. It's the biggest thing. Make sure they have experience and they can pull a straight line. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you guys are a little more critical than others, right? I can't. Just a little. Uh, yeah. Not I, me. I, I hate, Not me at all. I hate driving through any place because you're like, look at the terrible. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay, I get it. The Taco Bell is terrible over here or whatever. I get it. I get it. Well, I think this has been awesome and eye-opening. And it's, again, it gets so deep. I, I don't even know if we'll be able to. We're just scratching the surface. So, I don't know. Thanks, and thanks for listening. I think it's great. Thanks, thanks Tony, and thanks everybody coming to my Thank you. living room. Yeah. Thanks for I having love us. It. And thanks okay. for listening. Well, Tony will be here on our next one, and we'll see who we bring in next time. It'll be fun. Thank you for listening to Penny University's Moments on the Skin. Why do some of us get tattoos? Please join Deborah and Tony again for the next episode in this interesting series. Also, head over to Penny University's Facebook page. See what Deborah and Tony look like and what our guests' tattoos look like. We hope you find us a podcast with value. Until next episode, be strong, wise, and safe.